Hello and welcome to Give Yourself the Chat. I'm your host, Peter Lewis, and this is the show dedicated to discussing ideas and philosophies to help you live a life of high performance. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Give Yourself the Chat, another episode. We're up to episode 28 now, and I've got a gentleman from the Los Angeles area, Matt Mills, who joins me. Matt, we're going to timestamp this one. Not only are we still in pandemic, but uh, it's presidential election time, and what an interesting time to be alive, eh? Oh my gosh. It's, as they say, the last six months or so have been the longest 10 years of my life. So <laughs> it's been, it's been quite a ride. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. I mean, here over in the UK, I think we take more interest in US politics and what's going on over there than, than we ever do with our own. And uh, I mean, my yeah. children are engaged with it as well. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? It is. You know, I have, I have a few friends who live over there as well. And I love talking with them because they are so much more engaged sometimes than people in the United States. And I don't mean that disparagingly for, for my compatriots, but I get very engaged in the process, love talking about it. And so I always appreciate <laughs> when I can chat politics with some of my, my friends in the UK. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's uh, I, I chat. Poli- I find myself chatting politics now with my my kids who are no longer kids. I mean, my yeah. daughter is 18, my son's approaching 16, and you've got to be on your game with because they they are so aware. I think as a generation, right. they're so politically aware, socially aware. And I'm in my 50th year now, and sometimes I just sort of trip over myself. I'm, I'm allowed to say this or not, you know? And it's like, ah, no, come on, which is great. I think it's great. But what I'm trying to teach them is is how to argue from a rational, objective point of view. And and, and I think, you know, just sort of casting stones or slinging mud at each other—that's mm-hmm. not argument. That's you know, no. We, we, and I think politics, in in many ways, on both sides of the Atlantic, has a little bit muddied and soiled in some ways. So it's, sometimes it's yeah. really quite refreshing to have just a decent, rational, objective yeah. conversation around these things. That's right. Yeah, exactly. A conversation is really how it becomes more meaningful. I agree. So it's not about just throwing words at each other, calling names, but actually just having some rational discussion. Well, but rational discussion is what it's all about. And here on Give Yourself the Chat, and and we know this is not a politics show, but I I really wanted to get in touch with you, Matt, and and have Mm -hmm. be on the show because we've got so much in common and we're both coaches, but you take coaching from a very specific angle and particularly around running. And it's the combination of of helping runners from what I gleaned from your web presence runners achieve not only their running goals but their their goals for self-leadership and running and self-leadership I I never thought I'd find the confluence of two subjects I'm so passionate about so I'm so delighted that we can explore that but tell me tell me a little bit about that angle and how you came to to be you know the combination of those those two things Yeah, it's interesting. So I've been a coach for about five years now, and I was really always focused in my coaching work on helping people in their career paths, people who are in transition, people who are really stuck or struggling with trying to achieve any goals that they had for themselves, something that they they just were stuck and they couldn't get to that next level. And It's, you know, I've built a lot of my business around that, but I really actually the way that it came about was, you know, I've always been a lifelong runner. So since I was 13, I've been running. It's been, I ran collegiately. I ran, you know, I've run 10 marathons. It's just been a huge part of my identity and and, in my life. And so I was playing around with Instagram, trying to be more visible, trying to get my message out. And I always struggled with that. And the thing I think when you're trying to be visible is you want to be authentic. 
and really speak true to who you are. And so I was training for, I started training for one of my marathons and I thought, you know what, let me use this as a way to talk about coaching, talk about my journey through the marathon. And I just started getting out a message of how running was something that I used to help me be better in my life. And a way that I always realized that when I needed to take more leadership, I always relied on running to do that. So whenever it was that I was setting these big goals for myself, whenever I wanted to challenge myself, whenever it was that I, I was starting to get stuck and needed something to help me process what was going on, running was always what the key factor was for me. And so I just, in my mind, really brought the two together naturally and figured that running is such a great metaphor for self-improvement, self-leadership and coaching. So mm. that's where Coaching on the Run was born. That's interesting because I was going to ask you, is it not only the, the physical aspects of what running can sort of teach us, but there, is there a metaphorical element to it there? And of course, you've just, you've just answered that in that there is such a using running as the metaphor for life and overcoming yeah. adversity or goal achievement, everything else like that. But, but then there's also the practical aspects of running. So let me ask, I'm, I'm intrigued. Do you actually coach whilst you're running with people? Is that an element of it? <laughs> That's a question I get a lot. It's, it's a good one. Sometimes, you know, now with technology, you do have the ability where someone can be even on their smartwatch or on their phone or, you know, I have done, I have done some guided runs, but for the most part, no, it's, it's really, it's using, it's helping people to get running first and foremost. So that's mm -hmm. always really important, but really using that as a way so that when you're also training, you can use those principles, use those strategies that you're using to accomplish your goal in, in a marathon or a race. And then also looking at what else is going on in your life? Where else is it that you want to take on that challenge that you, you, you want to improve yourself? You want to have more of that, as you mentioned, it's not just physical, but that mental well-being, mm. more of that purpose in your life too. Yeah. And I, and I think I just on that, there's so much to unpack there, but I think the mental well-being piece, particularly during pandemic, you know, people are, are discovering the benefits of exercise, not only running, but all forms of physical yeah. movement and connecting with nature. And of course, running is perhaps the, the purest form of, of connecting with self and nature. Yeah. I mean, you don't even need a pair of running shoes. I mean, if you're into barefoot running and all that, you don't, you literally just need no. the will to go out the door. And that's <laughs> what I, I love about running. There's, so there's very few barriers barriers to entry, but there's very few excuses, really. And I think, you know, running right. you know, provides that for people. But I think it's interesting. So here in the UK, we've just gone into another national lockdown. So mm -hmm. we're being advised to stay at home for the next four weeks. And 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 whilst we're all allowed to, to go out and exercise, they've closed gyms and everything else. And this is big uproar in that what sort of mental health or physical health catastrophe are we shoring up by right. actually in this really difficult times, limiting people's capacity to get out and exercise in all its forms and so that mm. link with mental health I, I do worry about not only the state of our, both our nations let's face it that there's a bit of a health yeah. crisis going on but this this whole pandemic is is kind of really pushing down hard on that and i do worry for for people in that respect with yeah lacking the opportunity to get out and about yeah yeah it is it can be hard and that's where you know when i look at running and also just well-being in general it's not just taking care of yourself physically, but mentally, emotionally, socially too. You know, I think now, especially with the pandemic, you're either by yourself, which can be hard, but you're, you might also be 
in your house, you know, stuck in, in with your family, which yeah. you might need a break now and then. Mm. And so that's where hopefully you can get out. And even if you can't get out for a run, just go out for a walk where you can just have that time to really just connect with yourself, be away from, from other people, because you're right. This, I think it's challenging all of us in all of these different ways. And so there can be moments when it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I chuckle there when you mentioned family and you, know, yeah. you might you might need to create that space. My my wife, well, we've been married for 21 years now, but one of the clearest signals that I need to go and clear my head is when she says, is it time to go out for a run? You know, do, do you need to go for a run? And that's yeah. code for maybe, yeah, you're really hacking me off or you're being really yeah. grumpy. You need to get out there. But but it's interesting. She knows the one thing that will set me right. And and this is interesting. On this show, I, I this show for me is as much about meeting fascinating guests like you, but it's also a bit of self-help for, for me because I have been suffering from depression over the last mm. few years. And mm-hmm. one of the lowest points for me is when I realized actually the one thing that would get me out of this fog when I was experiencing a particularly bad episode was to go for a run and I couldn't even raise myself to do that. So I I really am I'm acutely aware of the power of running and what it does for me as an individual. But yeah, just to lighten the mood a bit, but when she says it's time to go out for a run, that's a clear signal. So what is it about running specifically do you think that that does that? Just can really clear the way. You know, and this is why I say it's running can is one of the greatest forms of self-leadership is because it's not something you have to wait for someone else to get you to do. You get out there and you're doing it. You've accomplished something. And I think that's one thing is it can give you that immediate sense of confidence like, okay, I've actually been productive today. I've accomplished something that's doing something good for my mind, for my body. And I think that is hugely important if you can have something that you can control and that can give you that immediate feeling of accomplishment and success, that's going to boost everything for you. So, you know, there is the physical aspect too, where it's getting those endorphins going Mm. and that active movement. So that's really kind of on that biological aspect of it. But I really do think that sometimes people overlook that fact of just, you know, when you think about it and you get out and you run for 30 minutes beginning of your day, you've done something so beneficial for yourself. And now when later on, when you're sitting on the couch and you're, you're relaxing or, you know, there's something that you're you're struggling with that you, you don't know if you're going to be able to get it done. You can just say to yourself, all right, well, I, I got out for my run. If I can do that, I can get off the couch for a few minutes and send that email or, or do the work that I need to or can appreciate the time with, with my loved ones or even just for myself at home and, and feel a little bit more motivated for that. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? How it's, you've already demonstrated to yourself, you've done something which... A lot of people, it's quite frankly, you know, if you got up in the morning, they wouldn't, they've just you know, hit the snooze button, whatever. If you've proved yeah. yourself, you've already got up, then what else can you do? This So it strips away the excuses and yet mm-hmm. it opens up, it opens up at the same time, the opportunity. I've got into the habit of doing early morning running. I, I never yeah. considered myself a, an early riser. But I'm so busy at the moment, and to my right here, you can't see him, but there's a puppy, there's a puppy asleep in my office. He's 16 oh. weeks old. And so he's up early in the morning, and I found that actually once I hit puppy time, yeah. I don't have time for my exercise. So I've got into the habit of actually getting up before he does, going for my run. Oh, and, wow. And so yeah. that – but I really enjoy that because it's time for me, and I get back, and that's it. I've won the day. 
Yep. As far as I'm concerned, that's it. Everything else now, bring it on. If I leave it to the end of the day, I think a lot of us suffer because the day takes so much emotional and physical energy anyway. You need even more motivation to go running in the day. So I take my hat off to people that run later in the day than early in the morning because it's far easier in the morning. Yeah, and and I agree. I've actually made that switch myself. Ten years ago, you couldn't get me out of bed to go for a run. <laughs> I if I had to go in the evening, and now it serves me better in the morning. And I think when that happens, all it comes down to is just reframing what yeah. it's going to do for you. So when I run in the morning, I know it's going to set me up for the rest of the day. If I run in the afternoon, yes, I'm feeling exhausted from the day, but I know that the run is going to help wash any kind of stress that I have from that day. So it serves almost a different purpose for me, but I know mm. it's going to be beneficial either way. So mm. I think, you know, either way, whether whenever you need to find time for it, just think about what's the purpose that it's going to serve for you at that time. Yeah. And so connect with that. Did you say 10 marathons done? Mm -hmm. uh, have you done so the, any of the sort of big ones, Boston and things like that? Because I know it's hard, hard to get into. Yeah, I've done, I've run Boston. I've run New York, Los Angeles a number of times, and then just some other nearby marathons. But Boston is, of course, it's one of the best experiences. But New York was, to be honest, New York was my favorite. So just when you're running through the energy of that city, it's incredible. There were moments when I just, I got chills throughout the race because it's, it's so electric. It, it's amazing, isn't it? I've, in terms of standalone marathons, I've only ever done the London Marathon. I, I've done it twice. On, on my list, yeah. Yeah, it's such a cool one. <laughs> it's really, really odd this year because, of course, they ran the London Marathon, but it was just for elites only. The elites. And, yep. and so that was just really odd because the, the crowds are amazing. But I never forget starting off, and you really are kind of just get the whole buzz, don't you? And you're whipped along, and all your pre-race goals or objectives or even pace goes out the, the window. And, and I <laughs> yeah. should have realized some of my first mouth and something was up when at the halfway point yeah. i was overtaken by the sub six minute mile pacer <laughs> so i had gone i see my pace should have been closer to eight minute miles or something yeah like yeah and i was like well yeah and all i thought was i didn't even think anything was up then no, i thought you felt good I, I, I felt good yeah yeah two miles later matt I just, that wall, it's real. When you, when oh, you yeah. hit it, oh my days. And so all those people that were cheering my name because it was on the vest at the start and I was drawing energy from, now all I wanted to do was hide from them because it's like, just leave me alone. Yeah. And it was the hardest thing to do. And it's a cruel mistress, the marathon. It, it, is. it really, it will really teach you some harsh lessons. So I'm interested to know what, yeah. what harsh things that you have come to realize through the course of your, your marathon running. Oh, no, it's so funny. Just also hearing about your experience. I think I had the same one in my first marathon where I felt so good. I had no idea about pace and all that. And I had what's called the, you know, that, that March at the end where basically you're just trudging along for the last half. So I, I know that well, but that was where I learned my first lesson was preparation. So that's number one is that you really do need to prepare. And it's so funny whenever I hear somebody and they say, oh, I can never run a marathon, I immediately challenge that. I think anybody can run a marathon. It's mm. really not, it's not something that's only meant for a specific type of person. Anybody can do it, but you got to put in the work. Sure. You got to, you know, you have to train. And I think if you have the right coaching, you can, or just the preparation and planning, anybody can, can succeed with that. And so I think that was one of the number one lessons. 
And I, I think the other thing too is that it is, especially the marathon, as you said, yeah, prepare for it, but physically you're going to be beaten up. But I think people don't understand how much of a mental challenge the marathon also can be. So when yeah. you do get to that point, when you hit the wall later on in the race, it's your mind that's going to get you through. Yeah, It's not your legs. I mean, your mind has to tell your legs, go one in front of the other. But just that conversation that you're having in your head of, oh, should I stop now? You know, oh, some people are drinking beer on the side. Like, let me join them. <laughs> so hard. It's some of the hardest decisions. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so, so, so tempting to stop, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And, and no matter how good you're feeling, it's, there's always going to be those challenges. So honestly, the lessons that you can learn, not just from running the race, but also just training all of that. It, I learn something new about myself every time I train for a marathon. Yeah, I think there's, there's a few things in there. One, there's the subject or the mindset of reframing. So I could never run a, a marathon. Really? There's a whole kind of set of reframes around yeah, what, yeah. You, what you allow yourself to believe of yourself. That's right. Because let's face it, I mean, you and I have run marathons, but we're not uncommon. I mean, back 20, no. 30 years ago, if you met somebody who did a marathon, it's like, wow. But yeah, yeah come on, there's, there's a lot of people who have run a lot of marathons now. So if oh, you ever yeah. wanted empirical evidence that you are able to do this, then just look to your left and right. And That's so right. I, I think there's, a, there's overcoming that limiting belief then. But it, there's equally the reframing during a race, particularly I found that if you are not about, if you have to switch to your goal B or goal C, goal A of hitting mm -hmm. a certain time is out the window now. Yeah. You have to learn to adjust mid-race. So all that training is not put to waste. Because so many people, I think, when they don't hit a particular target, that's it. I'm really disappointed yeah. in myself. So, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. The process and the journey you've been through to even get here You've got to be a reframe in the race to make sure that you are fulfilled. Because otherwise, why are we doing this? And I think too many runners right. beat themselves up, quite frankly, around that's this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. And that's always why when what one of the things, like one of the steps that I usually, when I coach people through is you first need to visualize that finish line and see what it is that you, you want to accomplish. And it's not just about time. It's no. how do you want to feel? What does that look like? Yeah. What are the thoughts that are going through your head? Like all of that. And those should be part of your goals. In fact, I, I think time should really even just be secondary yeah. because that's a benchmark that you know you're going to hit or you're not going to hit. But for other things like just, okay, I want to cross the finish line and, and feel good, not feel like I'm going to just pass over, pass out and have to go to the hospital. So that's where I think you're right. It is part of that reframing and and just having some more of that self-compassion, especially well, at the end of that race. I think so. And I think your, your comment about time and finishing the race. So I, I've done a lot of marathons in my time, but I've done them at the back mm -hmm. end of triathlon. So Ironman is, is, mm -hmm. is my thing. And that's a whole nother kind of head game to get your, your head around. But, but equally, I think everyone is capable of doing, getting to a position where they can complete an Ironman. It's a, you know, mm -hmm. but you've got it. There's a whole lot of prep there, but you, I think people will be surprised at how, if you're smart with your training, the same with your marathon training, if you're smart and get the quality done, you don't have to lose your friends. You don't have to, be training all hours of the day if you're smart about it. And of course, we all come from very different physiological backgrounds and experiences, but it's not as unattainable as a lot of people conflate in their minds. That That's it, right. You know, and yep. to the, the goal thing, I, I always have three goals. First goal is to complete 
the race, whatever it yeah. might be. Second goal is to enjoy the process. Mm, uh, and the third awesome. goal is the time. But if I don't achieve goal A, then the, the other two goals are they're meaningless. So yeah, I, I've yeah. always placed that on myself. And now, don't get me wrong, I love doing a, a beating my own personal best and whatever, but it's not the main goal. The main goal is always to yep. complete it. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, it's so great. You can have that message throughout the race of just get to the finish line. You know, then you're not putting your pressure where if you get to a certain point and you're in your race, and you're thinking, oh, I'm just never going to hit that goal time. If that's what your primary goal is, that's going to be really discouraging. Mm. That's going to be hard mentally to handle, to, to think. So you just don't want to have that barrier and that challenge in front of you. So just think of, okay, I want to get to the finish line. That's really what's going to make me feel like all of this was worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also, I mean, with the people that you're coaching, the step up to a distance as well is, yes. is a big thing. So they may be quite comfortable with five kilometer, five mile races, 10 right. mile races. And now they're thinking of doing the, the step up. How do you coach people to get to, to that place in their minds, but also their, their bodies to make that? Because a lot of us, we do, we, we, we kind of skirt around with some distance. Okay. Now I, now I feel I'm ready, but how do you, mm -hmm. from a coaching perspective, help people prepare for that step? Yeah, it's, and it, Really, I usually I'll take people through a whole process. And so it, it starts with finding and visualizing that finish line. So you have to get excited about it. You have to know that there's a why behind it, a purpose and a meaning. And so that's that's the first thing. If they're saying that they want to step up and accomplish that, that's honestly, that's actually probably the first step is you need to make that decision and have that resolve to accomplish yeah. it. If you have that, Everything else is is usually pretty easy, <laughs> relatively, until you have to start putting in the work. But once you make that decision that this is what I want to accomplish, everything comes a lot easier. So finding that finish line, then it's really getting into the right mindset. So this is really identifying what are those limiting beliefs that you have? What are the things that mentally might be holding you back? You know, where is it that you can reframe? What is it that you need to, to feel confident and strong, finding out what your strengths are in your training? So really getting into that mindset. And then from there, it's just creating a strategy. So once you know how to, at least what the road looks like to get there, that's going to be a lot easier. And then it's just putting in the effort for the training and adjusting while you're going along. So knowing that if you get to one, one week where you're feeling kind of tired and sluggish and, and maybe you've hurt yourself, you can cut back. It's okay. Mm, yeah. So just kind of going through all of that, that can really help people be successful. And this just goes not just for training for a race, but for any other goal that they're, they're trying to achieve in their yeah. work of their life. Well, I think you touched on something that's really, really important there. It was this connection with the end goal or the end state, the person that they want to become. And through the long, lonely, early mornings, cold winter nights when they're training for an event in, in April and now it's sort of depth of, of winter, I personally find it's that the stronger that pull, the stronger that purpose or the reason why I want to do this. And I find that if I link it with my identity, then actually that that's the thing that will carry me through those those sort of hard training sessions and so what i tend to do is and this certainly did this with iron man was i actually go into the history of the event i really do kind mm -hmm. of get absorbed totally into the event and identify with the characters and everything else like this and there's something about being part of that tribe 
which yeah. I think for, for me is always. So I wonder, how does that kind of play out for you? Do you kind of get that? Is it an identity thing for you and, and your clients or other mechanisms? Because I've only got that one reference point. That's it. I, that's it. I go, um, all my chips are in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yes, there is that commitment. I mean, and, and also just speaking to tribe. And I think that's probably been the most difficult aspect that's been really hard for all of us runners around this time during COVID hmm. is that it is hard to, to be connected. And so that, and then with, with no races, it is oh, also, you know, that's, that's been a challenge. I know there's the virtual races, but I don't know. Those are, they're, they're not the same. I've tried a couple and it's just, it's, it, it, it's just, there's, there's nothing similar to just lining up on a race, but anyway, yeah, I, I think it is, it's having, it's knowing that you're on this journey. And I think that's something that's really meaningful and special. And it's hard to describe, which is why I think even right now, I'm trying to find the words to, to put into it. But well, the, I agree an, with that. Well, yeah. There's an interesting thing about how does a runner or an Ironman or whatever competitor maintain motivation when there's no events now? So all my events were just transposed to 2021. And quite yeah. frankly, Matt, I'll be surprised if they happen as well. I agree. So, yeah. so the, the, there is this, I mean, how do you keep the motivation going? So for me, it's not necessarily now about connection with the identity of the finish line it's more back to what we talked about earlier is that that personal routine of winning the day and feeling really good in the moment just day by day which is really motivating me now is that i'll get up in the morning i know i'm going to feel so much better for the day so i'm not even thinking about an event anymore but yeah you have to connect with something i think i agree and i would also agree that it's been a challenge it mm. has. I've had to reframe for myself for working with clients. It's, it's a little bit different, but I know for myself, I've really had to find the place that running can have without races. And it's, you know, talking about identity. It's for me, it's just so ingrained where it's like brushing my teeth. Yeah. I have to do it or else just I'm, I'm not feeling right or drinking a cup of coffee or whatever it is that's routine and habit. And, you know, I, I've, I kind of have asked myself and really struggled, you know, what is the identity if there isn't any races? And I've just had to reflect on what <laughs> the purpose of this, of this run or this race is, is going to be different, mm. but it's going to help me in so many different ways. And then just trying to adjust what my training is going to be within that, that context. So it, it is a challenge. And I think the unknown of what the next year is going to bring makes it even more of a challenge. So there's not really an easy answer, I would say. No, there's not. But actually, I'm, I'm just struck by the fact that actually what this allows us to do as runners and, and competitors is to really sort of find purpose despite mm -hmm. all this. So it's back to that, this element of what can we control? We can't control yeah. the fact that the event has been postponed or canceled or rescheduled. So let me find purpose in something locally that I have control over, which then speaking to the mental health aspect is going to help. But equally, it's going to, it's going to stop me going out to seed and, and just ruining all that work that I've put in. So when the schedule does come back on, I'm ready or I've yeah. certainly 
use this as an opportunity to really develop the engine. Right. Yes. And the other thing that was also just coming to mind was, you know, this also teaches us, and this is a lot of what I coach on, what I talk about, what I speak and write about is that running serves a huge purpose beyond just racing. And if you think of any challenge that you have or something that you just want to be better at, that you want to improve, I promise you that running can serve a purpose to help you improve in that area. You want to improve your relationship with your significant other or your kids. Like Running can help do that because going back to what we were saying, you can have that time for yourself to, to really think about things or include them in the activity. It can help you with that mental space, you know, I always say that running is meditation in motion. Yeah. So if you're, you want to meditate, you want to get more of a clear and balanced mind, running can help with that. You know, even just with racing strategy, if you are planning on putting together a strategy for a race, if you, let's say you want to start a, a business or a side hustle, you can plan and strategize in the same way that you would strategize for a race. So I just, I think there's so many parallels and now it's really just trying to find maybe beyond just training for a race, what's something else that you can use running for in this time that can help you improve, be better, want to change for yourself. Couldn't agree more. The name of this podcast, of course, is Give Yourself the Chat. And the story behind that is during an Ironman race here in the UK on the marathon, I was feeling really sorry for myself. Mm. And I took myself into one of those really delightful temporary toilets that they have on the roadside yeah. and, and sat in there, <laughs> literally sat down. I was feeling really sorry for myself. And I just wanted to open the door and just turn left and go off the course. But then I said to myself, hey, listen, when you're going to zip up your triathlon suit, the moment you mm -hmm. zip that up, you're zipping back your motivation. Now get out there. So there's a bit of a reframe. But it's the, the story of they give yourself the chat piece, when I was recounting this story to a friend, she said, oh, you just gave yourself the chat. You got a grip of yourself. Yeah. And she was absolutely right. And so running and Ironman and triathlon and all these events, they take you to a dark place. That's right. And you, and you know the dark place will happen. What I found is you never quite know when it will arrive but being prepared and accepting that it will happen is part of the fulfillment of overcoming it and getting to that finish line so yeah what's your sense of just accepting that shit's going to happen and you're going to be tested <laughs> you know <laughs> I I agree with that. I, I love that story too, by the way. And I love that. Again, another thing with running was that inspired you now to create this show. Yeah, yeah, no. I, you know, it's just, it's, it's, there are going to be those moments. You know, I think people, that's where it's, you think in that moment, that's, I know this sounds kind of trivial, but like when you're in that moment, and I've been in those same toilets on the side of the road so i know what <laughs> oh, that's like. it is it gets to you you definitely think how did i how did i end up in here <laughs> well the thing is you don't want to spend any longer than you need to in there and yet i was sat in there for minutes so things yeah. must have been really bad you know yeah yeah exactly and you think in that moment you don't know you don't think about anything else that's going on in your life you just think in that moment this is this is as tough as it's going to get and i honestly i just don't know if i can keep going on and a big thing that i think everyone's talked about around the world this year is resiliency yeah and there are going to be those moments where it feels like you're in the metaphorical side of the road toilet <laughs> yeah <laughs> But that's when you need to 
think about, you know, your purpose in that moment was getting to the finish line. So think about what's your finish line when you're in those dark moments. That's when you really have to reconnect with your purpose, with your why and dig really deep. Because for you, you probably thought physically, I can't go on. Hmm. And that happens that happens to a lot of people in their life and whatever it is that they're going through and their challenges. And I don't mean to kind of make it too heavy, but now it's, that's what's going on. You know, people, they might be out of work. They might be going through a personal challenge, whatever it is. But I think you can really, you can, if you can find what are the things that, that you can dig deep and then reconnect with that purpose, that's going to help pull you through. Yeah, definitely. There's there's something about the pattern interrupt that you have to go through and nobody wants to trivialize or say it's easy, but what's the alternative? And mm-hmm. and as, as I think it was just as I sort of looked upon self and thought, that's a really sad picture I'm seeing there. If anything, just get out of this cubicle and start running. I mean, it's I'm reminded of the phrase, just to lighten the mood again, is that, you know, the, the Ironman is a, it's a long day. You know, it's 3.8 kilometer mm-hmm. swim, swim 180 yeah. kilometer bike ride and 42 yeah. run. It's like people will do anything after what is 112 miles on the bike, even a marathon. You know, there's always something that is better off than what you're doing now and so for me running the marathon was better than sitting in a smelly old toilet (laughs) to boil it down but there is something in that and i think we just have to accept that life is challenging and it will always present obstacles but i think you know just to bring it back to to the kind of situation i think talking about that and just sharing that is is so important and that's another mission of this podcast is just to get us talking about this kind of stuff yeah nobody's suggesting this is easy that's for sure no and that what comes to mind when I think about that is that is right now we have each other, you know, and we have other people that we can. And sometimes when you're in a race, you only have yourself. Yes. And again, if you can overcome it in those moments, I feel like you can overcome a lot or anything, but now you're right. We, we do, we have each other that, and I think that's been something that's been so amazing about this time. And I think we'll all look back on all of this and remember those moments when we were reconnecting with people across oceans yeah and sharing in our experience through all of that and you know now i'm even just kind of thinking about that that's going to be something that's going to be there's going to be a lot that we're going to want to forget but i think there's also going to be these moments that are going to be really meaningful and special I think so. And I think on that point, we'll, we'll start to draw it to a close. Matt, it's been absolutely fabulous. If people want to find out more about your work, where should they, where should they go and find you? Yeah. So you can go to coachingontherun.com. It's pretty easy to, to spell. If you go on there, you can sign up. I have a jumpstart your running toolkit. So if you're someone who is just, you want to get off the couch and and on the road, you want to experience some more of that that mental, physical, and and spiritual benefits that running can can have for you. You can download that, and then also you can download Run to Thrive, which is a podcast that I have that talks more about this topic, intersection of self leadership and running as well. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to listening to that and checking out the the resources. Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure to share our interest and love of running and and leadership and everything else like this. Let's have a chat further down the line. And who knows, we may even get out for a run together at some point. You never know. I would love that. (laughs) Matt, thanks very much. Thank you. 
Oh, I love the opportunity there to chat with Matt about several subjects I feel really passionate about and just mashing them all up and, and seeing where the lessons are principally, you know, triathlon and running, self-leadership and coaching. A really lovely combination there. And I've always found that combination is really helpful for me to be the best person I can be. And I strive to be the best, you know, and I fail a lot of the time and I struggle a lot of the time. But it's when I go to the lessons I learned from, in particular, my Ironman pursuits and those moments where I've really been at my lowest, it helps really reconnect with me with what I'm capable of and the resilience that we we hold deep down and sometimes it is buried deep down but I think when you learn to reflect on those areas that bring out the best in you then they become more accessible don't they so I really am indebted to Matt for spending the time with us and hey look if you'd like to suggest some guests for the show then please head on over to peterlewiscoaching.com or or indeed any subjects you'd like me to explore be very happy to to do that for you and I also want to thank you for your support of this podcast it's now growing in reach and an audience numbers so I have you to thank for that and I can't wait to meet you on the next one but in the meantime stay safe keep yourself well and I'll see you on the next one